This is the Agave Project, from the Office of Campus Ministry at Bellarmine University. Hi there. Welcome to the Agape Project. Here, we take a moment to listen to stories told by members of the Bellarmine community to learn about their worldview and its progression over their lifetime, spiritual practices, and their calling and purpose as they recognize it in their lives. We are a community of many faiths and no faiths, and the Campus Ministry Office provides support and accompaniment to all as they embark on their individual spiritual journeys. If you would like to share your own story on the Agape Project, please reach out to us at campusministry at bellarmine.edu. Agape is a Greek word for the highest form of love, one that embraces universal, selfless, unconditional care. You may hear us use language about God's agape love for humankind, but please know that we recognize that some listeners may not use God language within the context of their own worldview. So however you find this unconditional love, that is what we are describing. Your own understanding and language are absolutely valid. Now, let's enter the conversation. We hope you'll listen for examples of agape love in action. Hello, Agape Project listeners. Uh, we are here at the senior retreat for the class of 2021. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> and we are here to reflect on our experiences here at Bellarmine, um, how we have developed mind, body, and spirit over the last four years, and uh, overall just kind of tell some stories of Agape love in our lives. So thank you for joining us for this special edition, and let's go ahead and get the conversation going. Since we're kind of reflecting more on, you know, maybe a little bit more on like our Bellarmine experience and, you know, what has changed for us over the last four years, maybe, you know, what got us, what got us to this point? What got you to this point? Who got you to this point? Uh, I need a second. (laughs) To the people, like... I definitely would not still be here if it wasn't for like the people. The people really make Bellarmine. Yeah, I also say the people, the friends, my professors. Gosh, they're so good and patient and inspire me and empower me to find what makes me happy and what makes me passionate. And that's something that's been so crucial in me being a theology major and switching to that first of all, and then in that finding the track of ministry and church history that I focused on and so my professors were a big part of that of me just finding myself but also what makes Bellarmine so special. I think from beginning to end whether it's the first tour or the last couple of events like this one there's moments and people that you talk to and classes that you take and circumstances you face where your heart just feels like it's right. And that is Bellarmine at its best. The people that make it up, the professors that teach there, the classes they offer, and the experiences that they host is just moments for your heart and your soul to feel like it's it's right and where you're where you need to be. And I can say that there's moments where I felt like that, there's moments where I haven't felt like that. But like those have been offered all along, like even in this time of like a lot of virtual things, there's just a sense of rightness that comes with Bellarmine for me. Yeah, I think um kind of what along lines of what Grace was saying of like it's really and truly like the people and the friends um, that I've made here that have really 
uh, kept me um, grounded and kept me involved um, and really made it like a worthwhile experience because, you know, nowhere is perfect. Um, but like knowing that I have people at the end of the day that I can go to and talk about uh, and sometimes rant a little bit, <laughs> which I'm very known for. Um, when things are kind of tough, it's really nice and it's really great just knowing that I do have this community around me that, I mean, I really wouldn't have met any other way. Bellman really brought me out of my shell. Um, whether it be the people or professors or the events or opportunities, I wasn't allowed to just blend in um, like I probably would have wanted to at the beginning. Um, they kind of made me know people and made me be known by people, I guess, if that makes sense. I feel like that's such a good point you just made, is like Bellman allows you to know people, but to be known by people. And I think that's something so special about Bellerman is like, you people do really, not only get to know you, but you're given the space to be authentically who you are. How do you all think that since your first year at Bellerman or coming in even before that, how has your worldview shifted or changed over the past four years? Yeah, like, I'm honestly a completely, like, not completely different, but, like, I have grown so much as a person during my time here. Like, I went from, like, being a freshman um, who, like, was probably, like, not super involved, not necessarily because I didn't want to be super involved, but uh, I guess, like, I didn't 100% like, know how to, to, like, jumping in and starting taking all these different opportunities and stuff. Being able to like grow and learn how to be an advocate for myself has been something that's like so, that's something I never would have even been able to do like even two years ago, but now it's like, I like have no problem being like, you're not treating me correctly and I, I deserve better than this and you. As you should. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> and that's like from like the experiences that I've grown out of, of like my different jobs on campus and different leadership positions and stuff that I've had. and these opportunities that like I probably wouldn't have gotten to have at like a bigger school or whatever just on the virtue of like there are, where there are more people but like it's still like kind of the same number of opportunities it's just more difficult to get involved and feel like you're making an impact or making a difference. I think becoming sure of yourself is something that I grew in a lot just coming from rural western Kentucky <laughs> um, it's such a different place from Louisville and um I found confidence in being a mixed person, half Mexican, half white, and where I was from, the white was always celebrated. And coming here, my the first person I ever met from Bellarmine was Leslie Maxey, <laughs> this powerful woman of color who is changing lives and touching hearts and running the office of residence life and i had never experienced that before it showed me that like all of me is important and accepted and can be powerful and beautiful and empower others and i never would have learned that and had my eyes open to that if i had stayed in western kentucky like people wanted me to so the city i owe a lot to the city of louisville for sure I think my experience was almost the opposite. I came in thinking I had it all figured out and I could do everything. And I think through my friends and through the classes that I took, I learned like what a wonderful thing it is to be human and to not have to have it all figured out and to like give grace to yourself and others and realize that you're on a journey. And if I take one thing out of Bellarmine, it's that is that I don't know anything. Because <laughs> there's so much more room for growth. 
don't know. I just found myself like changing so much, not only like with like how I see the world, because with like sociology, you notice so many more things and just like, I always like, it's crazy. But like also I've seen that like reflected within myself and like my own identities and like reflections like changing and growing. And like, especially with like coming into my like queerness, like that is the thing that Bellyman has definitely, like the queer community is really strong here. And I've really appreciated just like getting to know like just like the intricacies of like what what it is to be queer and like all the meanings behind that. So I've really appreciated that about Bellerman. Yeah. I can see that. Like just like to kinda tie it back to the faith aspect about like my own Christianity. Like I was Christian when I came in, I would say that I still am, but like I've learned how much more vast that can be and like what that means in different contexts and everything and to appreciate how that's practiced and how it's interpreted elsewhere and that's just like broaden my whole perspective about something that I thought I knew really well. And I think that relates back to getting confidence in yourself because I feel like I grew up in a very um, different worldview than I have now around me and just um, always being that person who felt like you didn't fit in or you you were thinking differently but you couldn't really say it because no one else was thinking differently and so coming here and finding other people who um, would validate like my opinions and my ideas and who I am um, really made me know that I don't have to hide it and I can I'm not weird for having those opinions or identities and I think that can be so validating for other people like our friends in the Bowman community but even outside of that like I've started to become so much more vocal about my experiences and what I think and social justice and all these movements that are so important to me and I started talking to my sister about it and she had the exact same viewpoints but never felt like she could say it either and so now like I feel like we can both be so honest and open because we have a shared perspective, but I feel like I have the confidence to actually say it now, which is so different. And I feel like I'm able to empower other people around me to have that same confidence and willingness to just be open in themselves. And I think I've learned just as much from all of the other positions in leadership and people and things um, as I have in just the classroom and about myself and about the world. What's it like when, because you all are, several of you have said, you know, um, other people who maybe think differently, but it's like you. And so now feeling like you're surrounded by like-mindedness. What's it like when you either go back home or even on our campus, because it happens, encounter people who there's a whole lot of dissonance with that. How has that, have you had, do you feel better um, prepared to like have those kinds of harder conversations now? What's that like? Yeah, um, to some degree. Like I definitely know like I've gotten a lot more comfortable like pushing back and kind of questioning like some of my like family's beliefs and stuff that are like ones that I've kind of that are definitely don't align with what I believe um, or what I feel to be like correct. Uh, so I think like being able to have like the confidence to um, like talk to other people about my own beliefs has like made it easier regardless of like if those people share my beliefs or not. And also like having the knowledge and like the ability to back up and be like, I've had experiences with this that you haven't had is something that has been valuable and has made those conversations while not easy and not necessarily something that's like the most enjoyable. <laughs> a lot um 
they actually happen now, whereas they probably wouldn't have before. Mm -hmm. I actually kind of like feel almost like a sense of privilege when I go home. I don't know if anyone else feels that, but like, so for example, like at Bellarmine, I know other women um, who are going to law school or got accepted to a law school. So it's like like-mindedness, like, oh, like we all doing it. We all are pre-law. Well, I'm just talking about like my mate, like my track specifically, but like, we're all going there. We all got it, blah, blah, blah. It's like a, it's like, it is a big deal, but it doesn't feel like a big deal because everyone's doing it or like everyone's accomplishing things. But then when I go back home, it's like, actually is a really big deal because my high school, like my graduating class, I would say probably about half of us are left in college. And I, to my knowledge, am the only woman from my graduating class and other graduating classes within like the fact past five years that's going to law school. So like it's actually a big deal and a big privilege. And me and Dr. Cassidy were having this conversation because she was like, aren't, aren't your parents so proud? Like, isn't this such a big deal? And I was like, well, it doesn't feel like it because I'm surrounded by other people who have this privilege. But when I go home, I see it because I'm from a poorer community. And like, there's, and the attorneys in my hometown are all white older men who yeah they might be from our hometown but they graduated high school like years and years ago um the only other person i know within like the past four years of my high school that's actually an attorney is graduating this year from toledo so i feel like like a sense of privilege because bellarmine gave me the opportunity to become like the woman attorney i wanted to be in high school and actually achieve my dreams my graduating class was 20 people majority white conservative so going back home, I don't do it very much. COVID was the first time I'd been home for longer than I think three weeks since I moved out of Paducah for the first time after graduating high school. Just because that's an atmosphere that I did not want to step back into. But having to step back into it with COVID really opened my eyes <clears throat> to the tough conversations like we've been saying but also the growth that can come from those. Like I, I never wanted to have those just because I was like, I'm just gonna leave angry and upset and all of that. But I've gotten to see the beauty that can come from those conversations and the growth that comes from just exposure because where I'm from, I just was never exposed to the realities of the rest of the world and people that weren't like me. And so, yeah, I think while they're not easy conversations, while they're not the most fun thing in the world to be honest and open about the realities of being a person of color or a woman or whatever it is, there's beauty and growth in those conversations that I never would have expected. I would love to hear about your calling in life and how that, what that journey has looked like since you arrived at Bellarmine where you are now. Some of you have touched on that a little bit but what, are some of, what have been some of the influential experiences that you've had in the classroom, outside of the classroom, the people who sort of like guided that, that journey for you? What does that look like? This one's a doozy for me. <laughs> so I came in, I came in pre-med, which I ended up dropping before I even got on campus because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got a phone call from, I, know, I guess like one of the admissions people and they were trying to figure out my schedule and they were like, so you've got down that you're pre-med major 
and like pre-med psychology major and then with like a theater minor this seems like a lot <laughs> let's try to figure out what's going on here and I was like okay and ended up dropping um, everything except for the psychology major just because to streamline everything um, and actually get like my schedule at a point where it made sense so I kind of came in with the idea of like huh I don't really know what I'm doing but here I am um, and I'm kind of leaving, not exactly with that same mindset, which is good. <laughs> uh, but um, I had an internship with um, the Earth and Spirit Center where I got to like essentially like go do hands-on stuff in the woods for a couple hours every week. And I absolutely love that. And it's like really as far as like things that I've been paid to do, it's like one of my favorites. Like, yes, I'll go out and like chop down invasive species and rip stuff <laughs> out of the ground. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, but I kind of didn't necessarily realize that that was kind of something that I might consider for a career choice or like something going forward until COVID happened. Um, because at the end of last year, I kind of like looked at my options and was like, okay, maybe I'll go like, I work in the library. Maybe I'll like work in a library. But then when COVID happened, and I, we've all been on computers doing stuff more or less for the past year, it's kind of like really changed my perspective and made me think about like really what I want to do with my life. And like, at least right now, the answer is no. But I really want to get involved with like doing parks work, um, specifically like environmental work. I'd love to do that on like a national level with the national park sometimes and sometime and look into like conservation work. Long journey, um, but that's the <laughs> that's where we're at. I think being outside for me also led me to know what direction I want to go in. For the listeners, I have absolutely no clue what I want to do with my life. <laughs> but um, um, I know what I don't want to do. Like I said earlier, I came in special ed. Um, I was taking that class with Greg Hillis in the midst of doing observation hours at St. Agnes with a first grade class, and I just knew in my spirit if I was gonna teach, it wasn't gonna be the little first graders or fifth graders. And then the summer after my freshman year, I was a summer staff member for the first time at Gasper River Catholic Youth Camp and Retreat Center. And I worked with middle and high schoolers, you know, jumping off zip lines and then processing how that relates to your faith or who you are as a person or the world around you. And that's kind of when I knew I want to work with kids and I just want to help kids know that they're loved. And I had an internship much like Allie that kind of brought everything together for me. I was at St. X High School in Louisville and I found a passion for um, social justice and the church teachings around that as well as church history. And at St. X I was observing and helping teach classes on those two topics and helping rooms full of junior boys <laughs> kind of come to terms with the world around them and understand the broadness that's outside of just their little St. X community and local community and understand that there are different, there are people different from them and that is good and beautiful and there's work to be done, and there's a difference that they can make using their position as a white male in America, was super impactful for me. And so that's definitely something I want to pursue is to continue 
to help kids understand, one, that they're loved just as they are and there's no need to change, there's no need to be anybody different, but two, there's a lot of work to be done to be done to make sure that other people feel comfortable being who they are. My calling I've had since I was eight years old. Wow. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I wanted to be a lawyer and move to New York City, but um, it didn't really come into perspective that it was really going to be family law until like I got more and more involved and I was just like seeing how much like crisis there was, especially in like juvenile court and like domestic violence. So I wanted to do that, but then I talked to some social workers and other people who were in family law, and I was like terrified that I was gonna go in and hate my life and then be stuck, because that's my specialty and I can't get out. So um, I got a job, and I absolutely love my job. I love my boys that I work with, and treat them like they're my own. And I just realized that like, the social work slash like family background is what I want to do. It's what I have the heart for and the passion for. And I don't see myself getting burned out. So. I consider mine kind of boring, honestly. No, um, it's not boring. I've definitely known I love science and I've loved to solve problems and I've loved for every day of my life to look different. Like I didn't want like a nine to five job kind of thing where I was expected to do the same thing every day. And so I was always drawn to science. And so, like, literally eight years ago, I was like, I'm going to be a scientist, um, even though I had no idea how, what that meant or how that would play out. Um, but I think being Bellman has only solidified that. Um, and I think little nudges here and there have directed me towards um, a more narrow idea of what I want to do. I've, I'm one of those people, I guess, that just knew where I was headed. And so far, so good. What were those nudges along the way? I did come in pre-med, and so I was bouncing around like med school versus graduate school. Um, but I think I learned in one of my research experiences, which I was um, kind of nudged towards with, by Dr. K, my advisor, because she was like, you love research, you love doing things with your hands, maybe apply for one of these summer things. So I did that and I absolutely loved it. Um, like I said, I like doing things with my hands and I think I'm more, my personality more matches a small group of people and getting to know a couple people rather than being someone who just sees different people and gets to know people, different people every day. And so um, I've just been kind of nudged towards what I'm most comfortable with in the science field. Thinking about now, what would you, what's one thing you would say to 18-year-old you? Oh my uh, God. One? Just luck. one. <laughs> I feel like I would tell my 18-year-old self, your voice is important and use it. Because that's something I did not know or understand. So shut your mouth and open your ears. <laughs> Start listening to other people before talking in front of them. Don't let mom and dad tell you what to do. Amen. <laughs> I would say trust yourself more and not second guess as much. Don't be afraid to change paths. Don't be afraid to, like, you know, be like, this isn't working out and switch up what you're doing doesn't mean you're a quitter, it just means you're putting yourself first. Yeah, probably to chill out. Everybody? <laughs> 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 Katie? What? what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Keep smiling, keep laughing, keep being yourself. 
Because it's all you can be. Oh, and we love you. Wow, that's, that's so cute. <laughs> that's a good point, though. I mean, in hindsight, like, take everything you can for what it's worth. I wish I could go back and do so much over again. Not to, like, change it necessarily, but just do it again and remember mm-hmm. what it was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, like, knowing now how much we really lost. Like, yeah. yeah. Taking everything that we could have had. Really, just one more time. Let yourself have more fun, and then mm-hmm. something I would tell myself. Yeah, I go I was, back. Yeah, so focused on school and grades and getting the involvement I need, and then COVID made me realize real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely resonate with that 100%. Like, not even just like 18 ruled me, but like my first two years here, yeah, definitely was just mm-hmm. so singularly focused on doing what I needed to do of like school and make sure I'm keeping my grades up and like looking into grad schools and stuff as a freshman and sophomore in college. Um, and then like having the, that like completely thrown out the window by like my changes and what I want to do like with my life and my career. So yeah, I completely feel that. Yeah. <laughs> have fun, remember to have fun, prioritize yes. that. Like I feel like just like that genuine times that like you don't plan and then that's what you're gonna remember the most like the connections with people like have that 30 minute conversation in the quad (laughs) like you'll be good (laughs) stop by the desk and talk to that person for an hour Mm yeah how do you want to be remembered or what do you want to be remembered for by the people you had an impact on at that moment phrases like I guess my like spirit you know like I just want to be remembered as that person that like you could look to and then like they'd always be like affirming and like have a conversation and just like in like I don't know and just yeah like my spirit and like talking to others and just like having those like sit down genuine random out of the blue conversations and just like the relationships with others because like I'm really like afraid that like once we leave this environment that we've created for ourselves, that like we're not gonna have that again you know like I don't want like these to be the best four years of my life I want them to be the rest of my life you know and I don't think that's particular to like the location of Bellarmine I think that's just how you like live out your life and relate to people you know and I think that's just like the attitude you gotta approach life with and like even with like, and I think how it's special here at Bellarmine is because I think a lot of other people have that same attitude with like living in the moment, like living out there. But like once you get off the campus, like other people might not do and like not letting other people's not having the same attitude influence you. I wanna keep that like genuineness. I hope I left people feeling seen and understood and loved. I feel like those three things are things that were given to me at Bellarmine and something that I tried to give to other people as much as possible, whether it be through residence life or SGA or BAC or like all these things I was in. All of my efforts were just to help people feel like seen and understood and loved. And I hope I did that and I hope I did that well. I guess I hope that people would just know that I care, Um, that like, even if we don't talk very much or um, like we were just in a class together or whatever, that like getting to know them, however that happened, like definitely like, you know, impacted me and um, 
that like I'm just glad that they're a person, I guess. Um, and that, again, like even if they're not like a person that I talk to every single day or um, that I've kept in contact with very well, that like, you know, I'm so glad that like the times that we did have together happened. Um, and that if they like ever were to run into me again or whatever, I would know that I'm like the kind of person that I like love to like sit down and have a conversation with you and catch up and see how things are. And just that like, I do genuinely care and I hope that everyone does amazing things and gets what they want out of life. Well, I hope you guys remember that I love you. <laughs> and I hope I remember as someone who like made other people feel loved. I know I didn't do it perfectly. I still don't to this day, but damn it if I didn't try. Oh. It's that effort and like genuineness that counts. Yeah. I think mine would be a combination of being a supporter and also a doer. Um, I've always felt very supported at Bellarmine and I've always wanted to give that back, I think, in every role that I go into. Um, but I've also learned to come into my own and support in my own way and be my leader in my own way and doing things so I'm less of a, a topper, more of just a getting things done out of the box kind of thinker. Um, and so I would hope that I've left some sort of impact on people that they can see, or even if they don't see my actions, but just feel through the impact of what I can have tried to do, um, be there somewhere. This year I feel like I've made connections with more people just because we came back and we were so intentional. We are like, we're not going out like this. You know, <laughs> we are gonna hang out with our friends and make more connections. And now as I've made more and I realize I'm about to leave them, I'm like, I don't ever want, Katie, don't look at me like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think walking away from those hopefully isn't walking away, it's just walking away from the school and not the people that you've met in the school. Did you catch it? The example of agape love in action? What resonated with you in the story shared today? Where did you hear agape love present? What would our world look like if in every interaction we had, we allowed agape love to lead us? Where might we be more present to those moments in our everyday, if only we paused to notice? How will you show someone agape love today? Thanks for joining us for today's episode of The Agape Project. Tune in again next week for more stories. If you want to get involved or share your own stories of agape love in action, just reach out at campusministry at bellarmine.edu and we'll get you set up. Have a blessed week. <laughs>